welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I'm your host, Paula Adams. Thank you for listening. Today's topic is going to be the desire to know. And that's not a bad thing, is it? We all want to know things, right? But sometimes knowing things can get us in trouble or seeking after information or knowledge can get us in trouble. And one one reason we sometimes uh, want to know things is just because we're curious, but also we we want to be, you know, we want to be in the in crowd, right? We want we don't want to miss out. And there's a term for the fear of missing out, and that is FOMO. And usually it refers to, you know, missing out on doing something fun like running a race or going to a party or going out on the town with friends or something. But it can also refer to missing out on being, you know, being included in some information that only certain people get to know about. And in our podcast today, we're going to talk about how Eve was tricked. Eve had FOMO because Satan told her that she was missing out on something. And what was that? Well, we know that what what happened in the Garden of Eden? Well, the serpent came to Eve and... He said, so did God say you can't eat from the fruit of the trees in the garden? And Eve said, oh yeah, sure, we can eat of the trees, just not the one in the middle of the garden. And Satan said, oh, well, that's because God knows if you eat from that tree, then you will know, you will be like God knowing good and evil. Well, Eve took the bait and... She she didn't want to be left out. She wanted to know those secret things about good and evil and be wise like God. So we know what happened. She she sinned. Well, she she was deceived by Satan. And the temptation was the FOMO. It she there was, you know, that for one, he lied to her and told her that she wouldn't die. But also, he tempted her with her pride to be like God, knowing good and evil. Uh, And in this day and age, um, a lot of things are hard to know. Like, hard to know what's true. And sometimes we can go on a hunt for information just to, you know, soothe our anxiety. So... You know, this desire to know things, it can become all-consuming and it can actually make us more fearful because we're getting, you know, two different, like, opposite stories and sometimes it's really hard to know which one is true. So, what can we do about that? Well, let's see what the Bible says about knowledge and wisdom. Okay, our first verse comes from Genesis 2, 16 through 18. 
But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. So that's what God told Adam and Eve in Genesis 2. Then we come to Genesis 2, 4. Uh, the, oh, how does that work? Oh, well, anyway, it was further down in, in Genesis. And we read this. The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. Well, we know he didn't actually say that about not touching it. You will not sure, certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Okay, so that's one type of wisdom. But it was wisdom that was not meant for Adam and Eve. Okay, so let's look in the New Testament in James chapter 3 verses 2 through 8. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. That's So that is telling us that when we need wisdom, we should ask God. And it also tells us that trials produce faith. So faith and wisdom are in the same, um, the same section of scripture. And then it tells us to not doubt, because that means we're double-minded. So those things go along with knowledge. Now, a little further down in James, chapter 3, verses 13 through 15, we read, Who is a wise man? and endued with knowledge among you. Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. So, James is saying some pretty harsh words there. 
he first gives some good advice and he says, if you are a wise man, then don't brag about it. Just uh, do, you know, be humble. And then a little bit further down, he says that envy and strife and lying is evil wisdom from the is from the devil it's not from above so we have good wisdom and bad wisdom and we have wisdom being used in a in a good way now this is my favorite verse and i've used it before in other in other podcast proverbs 3 verses 5 through 7 is the most commonly cited verse that I'm going to read all the way to verse 8. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Now this is a proverb. It's it's uh, it's from you know King Solomon or someone else in that same book of Proverbs, and it's 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 really good advice telling you to trust God and not your own understanding. In other words, have faith. Um, in God, not in your own, you know, intelligence. Be not wise in your own eyes, it says in verse 7. And turn away from evil, which will bring healing and refreshment. So these verses tell us that there is good wisdom and bad wisdom, and that helpful wisdom will strengthen our faith and bring refreshment. And that those who are given wisdom should be meek and not prideful. Because some people do have an extra gift of wisdom and knowledge. And that's not a bad thing. It's just that not all of us have that. But the people that do should be humble about it and use it for God's glory. Okay, what else do we know? Well... We know that there are many false teachers and self-professed prophets that have gathered huge followings and made a lot of money by promising them insider information. All you have to do is get their newsletter delivered to your email or watch every single one of their videos so you don't miss out on anything. People who are very afraid of, of being left out you know, FOMO, are easy prey to these people. And this was the method that Q of QAnon used to amass a huge following of people who really believed that Trump was going to be reelected. And then when he wasn't, they believed that the election was going to be overturned. And some of those people... I guess, are still following that thing. I don't even know. But the fact is that it's never a good idea to follow an anonymous person and 
you know, really we we can't always even know who we're following, you know, because we don't ever meet them in person. But if it's someone who is claiming to have special information, then I suggest doing a little research on that person. And you couldn't really do any research on Q because they were anonymous. Uh, some people think that maybe it was Russian, you know, disinformation, or maybe from China, or maybe from the Democrats, or who knows. But either way, a lot of people got sucked into that, and it did not turn out to be true. And there's lots of other websites and YouTube channels that are claiming to have um, information that other people don't have. Um, And some of them are doctors and other medical professionals. And sometimes if you do a little digging, you find out that they don't have the best, like, uh, resumes or uh, um, reputations. There was one lady who... She came out being as, you know, she put out a lot of information when coronavirus virus first started, but then some of her former friends and colleagues, they came out and said that she was not trustworthy. I can't remember her name, but we just have to be careful, do a little research, and see who these people are before we put our faith in them. Um... You know, believing believing some information, you know, even if you believe that the earth is flat, that's not going to hurt you. I mean, some people might laugh at you, but it's not really going to hurt you. I mean, if you don't believe that anyone actually landed on the moon, what harm is that going to do? But if you believe the wrong things about God, that is bad. And, um, there are a lot of false teachers out there. So when it comes to, you know, the desire to know things and having FOMO, you don't want to be following people who tell you that they're giving you secret information about God. And though there was a religion called Gnostics that was popular in the early Christian years and these people made up their own religion and they included in some information you know they they claimed to believe in Jesus but their their religion was totally different from what um, Jesus taught so they weren't Christians And part of their, well, let me just tell you what Gnosticism believes. Gnosticism, and this comes from an article, it's on my blog. Uh, I didn't write this article. It says, Gnosticism claims hidden, hidden knowledge as the basis for salvation. The people who, who are who believe this, they believe that secret revelation 
frees a divine spark within humans and allows the soul to return to the divine realm of light in which it belongs. Okay, that's a specific teaching. Not all Gnostics believe the exact same thing. But one thing they do believe is that the physical, like, earth and our human bodies are evil and the unseen world, the spiritual world and our souls and things like that are divine. So they they taught that it didn't matter if you sinned and that usually involved sex, sexual immorality and you know so they they said that it was okay to to live and just you know do whatever you wanted in your body because that part of you was not divine and obviously that's not what Jesus taught <clears throat> they also believe you know they also taught that only superior divinely enlightened persons could comprehend the secret teachings and obtain the true salvation. Well, that sounds like new age, doesn't it? Um, I read a really good article called The Dark God of Gnostic Progressive Spirituality. And this article tells us that these Gnostics are alive and active today in the world as part of the new age religions. They're not all the same, but they often have similar beliefs, um, such as that, you know, the physical world is evil and, or, you know, some of them, some of them are just like progressive Christians that have eliminated the Bible as the source of of our knowledge of God. So, um, if you read that article, The Dark God of Gnostic Progressive Spirituality, which was written in 2016, um, it goes into great detail about the different groups and their pagan roots and their Gnostic roots. Talks about the Tower of Babel, talks about evolution and how that was part of developing these um, progressive beliefs and casting doubt on the Bible. Um, A common theme of the Gnostics is seen in progressive Christianity as well, and that is the pantheism, or that God is in everything, and that we are all gods. So, of course, if we're all gods, then that means we all have, we have the knowledge inside of us. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of these religions do, do preach or teach that we, we have everything we need to know is inside of us. We just have to find it. Well, that's a pretty vague thing that sounds like a bunch of mumbo-jumbo that some false teacher could just make up all kinds of stuff on and really you you would never 
actually be able to achieve that. So it would be like someone selling you a pyramid scheme. Um, the term Gnostic comes from the word gnosis, which means knowledge in Greek. Uh, this is a quote from an article called earlychristianwritings.com, gnostics.html. Uh, the Gnostics believed that they were privy to a secret knowledge about the divine. Hence the name. Huxley coined agnosticism on the basis that all knowledge must be based on reason. We cannot rationally claim to have access to knowledge that is beyond the powers of the intellect. So some people who claim to be agnostic, uh, it's the opposite of Gnostics, meaning that you can't know. You can't know God. Um, Gnosticism is based on two false premises. First, it espouses a dualism regarding spirit and matter, which I already talked about that. Gnostics assert that matter is inherently evil and spirit is good. As a result of this pre presupposition, Gnostics believe anything done in the body, even the grossest sin, has no meaning because real life exists in the spirit realm only. Second, Gnostics claim to possess an elevated knowledge, a higher truth known only to a certain few. That's from gotquestions.org, christiangnosticism.html. Now, um, I've happened upon uh, some websites before that I thought were Christian, and then when I dug a little deeper, I realized I was on an, you know, a cult website similar to the things that I'm talking about right now. And one thing that struck me by the writings and then by the comments in, you know, at the end of the article that people would comment on it, they just sound like crazy people. I mean, some of the stuff they're saying, they're talking about like, 3D reality and 5D and stuff like that. I mean, it is, it's total new age and new age is nothing new. So it's just more of this Gnosticism, the secret knowledge that only they possess. So run away, run far away. If someone tells you that they are going to teach you about having to being 3D or anything like that. Anything outside the Bible. Um, and, you know, sometimes we can accidentally fall into um, traps from just your seeking to know God better and be a good Christian by studying and not realize that the information that we're reading is built on lies, not the Bible. So be careful and pay attention to the Holy Spirit. If you're reading something and you're like, oh, I don't know, this doesn't quite sound right. It probably isn't. So compare it to the Bible. So ask yourself these questions when you're studying 
and watching videos, are you seeking to know things that are not in the Bible? Are you becoming prideful about knowing more than others or fearful about not knowing enough? Are you, are you leaning on your own understanding rather than having the faith of a child? The key point is that God has already revealed all we need to know about him through Jesus and in his word. He may indeed reveal things to certain people in the last days, but these things will never contradict the scriptures. And even then... Just be careful listening to modern-day prophets. Um, Ask God to show you by... Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you if you have become involved with anything that is not of God. And be willing to, you know, turn away from that. God wants us to trust Him... Even if we don't have secret knowledge, he wants us to have the knowledge of him that's revealed in his word. And and we can look around at his creation and see and know that God exists. He's And he has proved himself over and over that he is a good God. When we believe our salvation, our being saved is through grace alone, Then we can put our trust in him and not feel the need to have secret knowledge to receive salvation. So if you're following someone, a pastor, teacher, book, or movement, ask yourself these questions. Do I trust God more after reading and listening to this person? Do I feel upset if I miss an episode? Am I spending time reading the Bible and praying? Am I intentionally sharing the gospel and loving my neighbor? Do I feel like I can stop following this person and still be secure in my salvation and my knowledge of God? Is my faith in God alone, even without access to this particular teacher? Not all seeking knowledge is FOMO. But our heart motives are very important. In our seeking for truth, let us rest in the knowledge that God is in control. And if you look at my blog, uh, which is blueskiesandgreenpastures.com, I have a post called The Desire to Know. I shared a video there by Amir Safarti, and he's an Israeli Christian, a Jewish Christian. And this video is called, Has the Tribulation Begun? And it's really good, very good. It was made this year. And he explains that we do not know the date of the tribulation and that we are not in the, living in the Great Tribulation now. Um... It's a really good video. It's once, I'll repeat the title, Has the Tribulation Begun?
and the channel is a Calvary church. Uh, he was visiting there. But in that video, he gives a lot of good information about, um, well, he uses a lot of scriptures, which I like that. But he also talks about, you know, things that he does not believe and that he doesn't think we should believe. So that is our podcast today. So at, when you have that desire to know that we all do, the desire to know God more, which is a really good desire. We can know that. We can know God more by reading the Bible. So let us do that. Let's just say a little prayer right now. Dear God, we want to know you because we 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 know you're a good God. We thank you that you reveal yourself to us in your word. And we please help us to trust that we don't need any special knowledge outside of your word that everything we need to know that you will provide. And we thank you that you have provided for us your son, Jesus. And we thank you for our salvation. Please have mercy on us and remove this plague of COVID. And protect us from economic and political disasters. And help the people of Louisiana that are suffering from the hurricane and also the people in Afghanistan and the families of the soldiers who were killed. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.